What's up, everyone? Welcome to another UFC Quick Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC 297 this week, and it's a big one in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Sean Strickland versus Drakus Duplessis in the main event. We also have the Women's Bantamweight Championship. Raquel Pennington versus Myra Bueno Silva up for grabs. 12 fights on the slate. It, it should be a fun one, I have to say. It's an exciting card. We got some you know, some low-level matchups early in the slate, but it should be a really action-packed card. I'm looking forward to breaking it down. I'm here to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and a matchup I like from a DraftKings perspective. Before I do, please make sure you subscribe to the channel here, like the video, and why don't you let me know, why don't you let me know who you got taking home the belts this weekend? I did post a poll on Twitter. I uh, got some interesting numbers there, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Also, if you want full breakdowns for every single fight on this slate, we have on dailyfanmma.com. I just posted a two hour premium show. With my boy Gordo Gambles, also went like 17,000 words breaking down every single fight on the slate. That's matchup analysis, that's DraftKings analysis. If you're serious about playing daily fantasy MMA, these tools will help you. We'll be proje- uh, posting projections Thursday night probably and or Friday morning as well. So just a lot of great content to be had. DailyFanMMA.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Brett Appley, double T, double P for more information. All right, let's get into my cash gameplay of the week. This week, it's going to be Mofsar Evloev at 8.7K. I like Evloev in cash games this week. Mostly because he's been a safe and consistent fighter, and that's what we look for in cash games. He is around minus 200 to beat Arnold Allen in this fight. I see him at 194 on Pinnacle. Um, It's not that Allen's a a terrible, terrible opponent or has no path to victory. It's just in the consistency and style of Mosar Evloev. He's 7-0 in the UFC. He has never won a fight by any other method than decision. And he is averaging 105.7 DraftKings points. He's had a couple stinkers. He scored 66 points against Mike Grundy in 2020, but that came with zero takedowns. That's a very rare occurrence for Evloev, who is a high-level grappler and can take down pretty much any fighter in this division. He's averaging 4.7 one takedowns per 15 minutes, and we've seen him top out at nine takedowns over three rounds multiple times. So in recent fights, I mentioned the stinker. In in recent fights, he's put up 120, 130, and 138. These are in three round decisions. Now he is minus 200-ish against Arnold Allen, an opponent who may very well be able to compete with Evloev on the feet, may have the, the superior power here, but Arnold Allen defends takedowns at 76%. The last time, he, I mean, he he defended well against Nick Lentz in 2020. He fought Mads Burnell in 2018, gave up six takedowns. Um, gave up four takedowns to Makwan Amerkani. Evloev is a very, very high-level grappler. And if Evloev's going to win this fight, it's very likely to come from takedowns control like usual. So perhaps Evloev doesn't have, you know, an elite DraftKings ceiling in this particular matchup. That's for you to decide. He's plus 550 inside the distance, but he's already showed he doesn't need to win inside the distance to put up big scores. I love his grappling consistency, and he's only 8.7K. You don't have to pay up to 9.5K. So I think a really strong cash game, cash game option there, Evloev at 87 all right, next up, my tournament play of the week. I'm going all the way to the top of the board with Jasmine Jazza at 9.5K. 
mostly because I want to talk about her a little bit in extended form. I'm a little frustrated too, still coming off Tom Nolan losing. We you know we talked about the boom the boom bust, um, high risk high reward prospect with him last week, and ultimately he just ended up getting knocked out quickly. So he lost. I you know I have no problem with with the approach there and how he targeted it um, because if he was going to win I still think it was quite likely to come in that first round or early in the fight generally and I like to ceiling for the price the top range this week is interesting because I think the majority of the ownership is going to Mike Malott at nine point three k and probably followed by Jillian Robertson at nine point one k who I, who I do quite like Jillian Robertson's a good grappler I expect her to win Mike Malott more of a boomer bust early finishing type we've never seen him go the distance neil magny's a a, a beatable but potentially you know a veteran experienced opponent um jazza davisius i'm not sure if people end up playing her at a high rate she's not a historically high ceiling fighter she's expensive so that does play a role as to why i'm talking about her at all and i say more importantly her opponent priscilla cachoeira is definitely the weakest grappler of this group. Where Magny, you know, Magny's not an elite grappler, but he's a very experienced fighter, capable of of beating most opponents. He's a veteran. He's good in the clinch. Poliana Viana excels as a submission grappler. She doesn't have good wrestling, but her best skill set is submission. Uh, her, her she doesn't have great wrestling, but her best skill set is submission grappling. Jessica Vicius is fighting Priscilla Cachoeira, who's just bad on the ground. She's all aggression and no real defense. She's defending takedowns at 65%. She's coming off a loss to Miranda Maverick, who took her down three times and submitted her. I mean, Gina Mazzani took her down four times. She got destroyed by Molly McCann, by Valentina Shevchenko early on in her career. It's not even that I'm so confident in Jessica Vicius winning, although she is the heaviest favorite on this entire card at minus... 383 it's more of if jazz Davisius wins i think it's likely to come from grappling in some regard jazz Davisius is a pressure fighter she averages more than two takedowns for 15 minutes she even took tracy cortez down a couple times this is not like this uh, the odds indicate it's a safe play but this is not i feel a little bit more safe with jillian robertson to be honest and i feel like malat has more early finishing upside I think the ownership's probably going to be lowest on Jazz Davisius, and she still has a very strong ceiling that I don't think we can I don't think we can ignore. If Jazz Davisius wins, I think she's quite likely to land multiple takedowns. With those takedowns, will come a legitimate submission opportunity. She hasn't been able to secure one in the UFC. She's plus one eighty five inside the distance in this matchup. She may need that finish to really reach a ceiling. But I think it's possible. Catchaware gives up position and can be submitted. Jazavicius can also land a lot of strikes on the ground. So if she's consistently racking up takedowns, the, the control factor will be there. She'll add non-significant strikes. I think her ceiling is legitimate. Again, Mallet is more likely, Malat is more likely to win inside the distance quickly. Robertson, I think, is a pretty safe wrestler. Jazavicius is fighting the worst opponent of this group. And I don't think she's going to get the ownership respect um, in comparison to those other two fighters. So if you have this ability to pay up, I don't mind pivoting away from a lot in spots, going a bit underweight on him and maybe higher on the the women, uh, female grapplers surrounding him in Jazz Davisius and Jillian Robertson, who I think both have grappling upside, submission upside, and Jazz Davisius especially 
against the weakest defensive opponent in Cachoeira. All right, next up, my salary play of the week. I am going near the bottom of the board here, taking a chance on Sean Woodson at 7.2K against Charles Air Jordan. Um, Woodson is plus 177, and I just I viewed this as more a more 50-50 fight than the odds indicate, mostly because Jordan isn't the type, I don't think, to take advantage of Sean Woodson's biggest weakness, which is probably on the ground. I mean, Woodson, Jordan is definitely the better submission grappler here, but Jordan, Jordan's only taken down one of, I think, 12 opponents. He's averaging 0.1 takedowns per 15 minutes. That's not suggestive of a fighter who's going to wrestle at a high clip. And Sean Woodson defends takedowns at 83% anyway. So odds are this fight takes place on the feet. And and while I love Jordan's ability to build momentum, to throw volume, he's very durable. I do think he has finishing upside. Sean Woodson's going to be a lot bigger than him. Sean Woodson is a very good boxer at distance. And this is the type of fight that Sean Woodson excels at he's going to have an opponent who needs to close the distance woodson's five inches taller nine inches longer than jordan and lands 5.4 significant strikes per minute jordan and woodson very likely strike competitively for the majority of this fight and yeah jordan's more durable jordan's fighting at home if you want to favor him that's fine but we're paying 7.2 k for sean woodson um I don't think Woodson is likely to win this fight inside the distance. So if you want to, if you'd rather target better finishers, I understand he's plus 400 inside the distance, but I think Woodson has a very high floor compared to most in this range. And I think he has legitimate win equity. I would not be surprised at all to see him win this fight. Um, I think he's going to have success early on. He's a good boxer. The length aids him and Jordan's weakness on the ground should allow Woodson more to get the fight he wants. So 7.2K saved us a lot of salary. I like Woodson as my salary play of the week. All right, my matchup of the week here. I'm going with the opening prelim fight, Malcolm Gordon versus Jimmy Flick. Gordon is a significant favorite here, minus 225 in some spots. I see him 192 on Pinnacle. Flick plus 164 on DraftKings. Gordon is 8.3K. Flick 7.9K. And... It's been very interesting to watch the line movement on Malcolm Gordon the last few days. He moved from around minus 120 up to minus 220 in spots. So he's going to be a crazy value at 8.3K. The issue is both these fighters are, are, it's not that they're not good. It's that they have very breakable games. Malcolm Gordon's been knocked out a bunch of times, even in the UFC. Malcolm Gordon defends takedowns at 9%. Malcolm Gordon is not a trustworthy fighter in any regard, and that should tell you something considering he's minus 220 to win this fight against Jimmy Flick, who is very dependent on submission grappling, has already retired once, came back, he's lost a couple fights in a row, been TKO'd both times. I think he's been TKO'd in every single one of his pro losses or nearly all of them. It just feels quite likely that this fight ends inside the distance, minus 350 ITD line on the fight as a whole. Gordon is going to be far more popular at 8.3K, and he's he's difficult to ignore considering that value. Minus 150 to win inside the distance. He's a BJJ black belt himself. He has some grappling upside, probably more knockout upside, I would say, and more more knockout upside like in the sense that Flick kind of quits. He can get beaten up with ground and pound. It's not like a pure durability issue. Um 
part of this fight scares me because of the the questionable talent on both sides and questionable durability, but it's hard to ignore a minus 220 favorite with a minus 150 ITD line at 8.3K against an opponent like Flick. However, on the flip side, Jimmy Flick, dependent on submission grappling, now fighting an opponent in Malcolm Gordon who can't defend takedowns. So will Jimmy Flick have an opportunity to wrestle early? I think he just might, and he's going to be low-owned. He's going to carry probably immense leverage against Malcolm Gordon. Um, I don't think people are going to be willing to target him, and this it, it makes for a great leverage spot. This is a fight you should be invested in, the opening prelim. I know it's a little bit scary, but minus 350 to end inside the distance. If we get a finish, the winner is going to compete for the optimal lineup. Gordon's my preferred option, given the value, but I'll definitely have some flick given his early submission upside and Gordon's defensive wrestling issues. That's my matchup of the week. All right, guys, that's it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you so much for the support. Remember, dailyfanmma.com if you want written breakdowns, premium podcasts, rankings, projections, and more. Really appreciate the support. Please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and again, let me know who you got winning both championship belts this weekend. Enjoy the fights. Take care, everyone. Talk to you soon. Peace.